I want to talk to you tonight about the frustrated saint. The frustrated saint. The frustrated saint. The person who has become frustrated. I don't know if you've ever been that being saved. Have you ever been frustrated? Amen. Uh, and in Ezra chapter 4, very powerful passage of scripture. Preaching is no good if it's not relevant to what people are dealing with. And so uh, there are those salvation messages that I preach on Sunday morning uh, to everybody. But then I'm learning more and more to be able to use the scriptures efficiently. Sunday morning we have a lot of guests, so I'm speaking evangelistical and trying to get people saved. Wednesday night I'm trying to preach messages that are, uh, deal with discipleship, and on nights like tonight I like to deal with things that you're actually going through. Because if I'm preaching stuff and it's not dealing with where you are and what's happening, then it's not being effective. It's like a doctor that's prescribing medicine and, 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 and it's not what you need. So in order for me to be able to be effective, I got to see where you are. And I think a lot of saints are going through this frustrated period. I want you to look at uh, the book of First Corinthians chapter 7. You'll see I'm in line with God. Now concerning the things that he wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. First Corinthians chapter 7 was not a message that God necessarily led Paul to preach. But Paul preached it based upon the information of what the saints were dealing with at that particular time. And I think a lot of saints are going through a frustrated period. Go with me to the book of Ezra chapter 4 and 5. It says, then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah. They weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in the building. How did they do that? That's Ezra. Now some of y'all trying to get there. Y'all haven't been there around. Let me give you a little bit of it. That's Ezra. As Ezra, as E Z R A, and it's in the Old Testament. It's not in the New Testament. Get out of the Concordance. And I know some of y'all over there in the table of contents now trying to find it. Ezra. All right. Okay. Verse five, and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, and until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. So the Bible says that the enemy hired people to actually frustrate their purpose. And what does it mean to frustrate your purpose? They're, they're trying to build this wall and build this building, and every time they try to build it, they would do something to knock it down, do something to irritate them, and look like they were never making any success. It looked like they were never accomplishing what they wanted to accomplish because when they build it, they get knocked down. And they try to build again and get knocked down. And I don't know, have you ever been to that point, as much as you try to do to live safe, look like you find yourself with errors and mistakes in your life. As much as you put yourself, and this is where a lot of our young people, especially our teenagers are, I'm watching a lot of them kind of drop back and fall back on God and observing. Now I could be, I could be just go ahead and just go ahead and preach all over the head and talk about you're gonna get this and get that and not really deal with the issue that 
people are dealing with, but you can get frustrated trying to live for God. Or you can get frustrated even praying for a spouse. Or get frustrated even as a saint who have tried all your best to keep your mouth shut with a husband or a person that just irritates you and you've tried six months, seven months to try to hold your peace and then they do something and bring you out of character. It's something about when you have been consistent for six months, seven months, and you think you've conquered and all of a sudden somebody do something and make you go out of character. Boom. It feels like all six months that you have has been in vain. And that becomes spiritual frustration. And it will lead you to the point of saying, you know, what's the use of trying? What's the use of even trying to be saved? What's the use of trying to be making? Because I, I, I do this six months and I fall here. I do this and I, I fall here. I keep trying this. I keep trying. And almost sometimes it would almost make you feel like it's impossible. It is impossible to live the life that God has designed for us to live because many of us who are here that are saved have tried and we find ourselves time and time and time and time again failing in some way. You conquer in this area and you fail in that area. You may get all your faith up to believing that God can do something in this area, but then your faith is down in this area and it is frustrating. Are y'all with me, saints? Now, many of y'all uh, may not can relate to this, but I think some of our young people can. Sometime at the church, over and over again, uh, I've talked to people that came in from counseling and different things that they're dealing with. It look like sometimes people have that same struggle. That there are people here that have that same battle continuously. For one person, it may be pornography. For one person, it may be masturbation. One person, it may be fornication. One person, it may be irritation of a spouse. It may be a child. It may be a husband that you live with, and you just can't seem to shut your mouth because you can do it for three months, four months, five months, but then he do something and make you just go off in a rage, and when you get through cussing them out and fussing them out and doing all that, you back in the office again saying, Pastor, I messed up again. What I did, I cussed him out again. Pastor, I messed up again. What I did, I got my stuff and left and I left again. You see, all of this is reality. It is the reality of trying to live a saved life. It is. It is. And if I ignore that people have these battles and ignore that people have these fights and know that this is actually what's going on in the lives of people and not give you away. And, 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 and what the devil is trying to do is to frustrate you as the thinking that you can't make it, that it is impossible. And many people, there's a difference between a fall and a snare. The fall and a snare. When you fall, you can get back up. But when you're in a snare, uh, David talked about Slippery. My feet almost slipped. Back in the Bible day, they would put people in these pits, and when they put them in these pits, they would put them in these pits and oil them down with olive oil. It would be oiled down with oil. And put them in these marble pits, and sometimes not marble pits, sometimes they could be iron pits or whatever. And they were deep. And with oil on you, and you're trying to get out, you that's why I said my feet almost slipped. They try to get out and they keep slipping, they keep slipping, they keep slipping, they keep slipping. So you got saints of God who are trying to get out of snares, who are trying to recover out of snares, spiritual snares, attitudes, depression, heaviness, all these are different areas that people try to get out. You get out of that depressed stage one day, find yourself back in it again. 
There are saints that battle with these things. Are y'all with me, saints of God? Give me the book of Matthew. I want you to get Matthew, the fifth chapter, and the 48th verse. Get Matthew 5 and 48. Get it real quickly, 5 and 48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now, when we read that, what God is saying, be perfect, that's what God requires. That don't mean that you're going to get there today. Perfection is a process. And if I look at most of you right now, everybody in this church that's saved, since the time that you've been saved, you got errors in your life that you've been working on and trying to perfect. All right? So when God says be perfect, you got to get from one stage to the other. If you're going to be perfect, you got to get from an unperfect state to get there because you don't tell people to be perfect that's already perfect. So I wouldn't tell you to be something if you're that. I'll just say you're already perfect. So the message that God is saying, be perfect, implies that you are not perfect. Implies that you are not there. And means that there is a process to get to where you're trying to go. And a lot of times, folk, when they get saved and get the Holy Ghost, they, and, and, and they feel like there's no more struggle, there's no more battle, because I'm saved. I got the Holy Ghost. I think you probably learned that after a while, too. See, You got the Holy Ghost. A year, right? Make a year. I think I saw your post or something. Make a year, right? A year. I save a year. Got the Holy Ghost. Devil cast out. Came to church, clapping hands, shouting, doing good. Okay? But if that was it, and some of y'all young folk, Jaheen, right? Same thing. Is that Risho or Quint? Who is that over there with the head hung down? Huh? Josiah, oh my goodness, neither one. All right. So there is a process, okay? And I think sometimes what we do, we look at the people that have arrived and look at the people that have made it. And it's such a it's such a it's such a real problem to us because when you come into church as a young person and you look and you see all of these seasoned saints that look like they have just made it. And just have done it, and they have matured, and they've mastered it. And you look at your little self that's struggling with these little old issues that you're dealing with. You say, "Well, maybe I ain't really saved because look at her and look at me. They don't look like they're never going through." The fact is, they've been here twenty years. They've been here thirty years, and after that, they're they're still themselves trying. That they, they they they've arrived to a place that you haven't arrived. So it doesn't mean that you're not saved. It doesn't mean you're still being perfected. And all of us, if we be honest, are still being perfected. But the devil wants to frustrate your purpose and make you feel like, well, just backslide. Don't you, you can't do it anyway. You keep failing anyway. Uh, 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 you back in the office again. Here you go again. You keep failing. Just give up. Just go on straight back in the world. Just turn God loose. Just give it up. That's frustrating your purpose. Go with me to the book of first. I want you to get first Corinthians. First Corinthians. Second Corinthians 13, chapter the ninth verse. Second Corinthians 9, the 13 and 9. All right? When you get it, say praise the Lord. For we are glad when we are weak. Read that again. Let's read that together. Let's read on 13 and 9. Read. Read it again. 
Read again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This also we wish. Even your what? This also that we wish. We wish even your perfection. We wish your perfection. Which means you haven't arrived at it yet. So is the church dealing with people that had to arrive in certain areas of perfection that they haven't arisen yet. And the church is full of people who are depressed, people who are heavy, who are people who are down, who feel like they just made a failure in trying to be saved. I just made a failure because the devil keep reminding you what you are not. What you, what you are not. But now let me tell you something. You could be straight out in that world. You are not what you were, and you can look at yourself and see there's some signs that you have reached some levels of perfection. In fact, if you came into church today and you used to club, you used to drink, you used to party, and we got to deal with that because we got people who are transitioning from the world. There are people that are transitioning. They're, 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 they're coming in. They're transitioning. They're, they're coming out of darkness into the marvelous light and we see people struggling like that and you see them having these battles and see them having these fights trying to come out of the world trying to come in it's important that a saint even I've seen some of you all who have destroyed some of your family that are trying to get saved I saw a young man that was coming to church had his ring in his ear he wasn't, he'd never been, been, been saved he was trying to come in he was doing his little thing got his little music and different things that he got in his plan and his mom was out there so hard on him. Don't come in there with that earring like that. Now, this boy was not one of those boys that understood church. Don't come in there with that, that, that earring like that. And you need to turn that music around just, 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 just down and down and down, hard and hard and hard. Not understand this boy is trying to make a transition from the world. Some of y'all that are in here now, if you will be honest now, where you are now, you didn't look like that when you came in here. And, and, and some of you all now, y'all, you remember when you were transitioning from the world, coming to the church, and God was cleaning you, and God was changing you, and God was doing those things with you. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. How many of you know God made a difference in your life, made a change in your life, and it, and it didn't happen overnight? Amen. Listen at this, Hebrews chapter 6 and 1. Hebrews 6 and 1. Uh-huh. Therefore, leaving the principle of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to what? Go on to what? Go on to what? Perfection. So I'm heading to perfection. How many of y'all believe that you're heading there? And that God is going to perfect what's in your life. Can you give God a praise and tell God thank you? Everybody in this building, let's, let's give God a praise. Now, now the problem is don't get, don't get stuck in that place. But don't let the place that you're in make you go back. Don't get stuck in an imperfected place, but by all means, don't let where you at, don't let the place that you are just make you totally give up on God and turn everything loose and say, you know what, I can't live this life. I can't make this. This is too hard for me. And yet, the enemy bothers some of y'all with that. He talks to some of y'all. Sometimes you have people that are going to church and they're just going through the motions. But in their mind, the devil is telling them, you can never live that life. You can never live victorious. But you see, he wants you to stop trying. He wants you to stop making effort. He wants you to stop pressing. Somebody say hallelujah. My God, can you put your hand together and give God praise? That's frustrating your purpose. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 7, get 2 Corinthians 7 and 1. 2 Corinthians 7 and 1. When you get it, say hallelujah. 
2 Corinthians 7 and 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves, cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting, that's the word, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, you know, your salvation can be like a cake when you get saved. You know, you have a cake that's in the oven and the cake's not completely done. God is not through with you. God is not through with what he's working on with you. I mean, none of us. God is not through with you. There are some of you that have reached the area of maybe perfection in your salvation, but God ain't even through with you in your ministry. And even in ministry sometimes, I don't know if you've ever been doing something and look like what you're doing in ministry is not progressing. I mean, you can be over committee and over department and you're working in it and working in it and working on it and look like by the time you get one thing together, it falls apart. I've been like that in ministry. I've been like that in church and pastoring. By the time one group fixed that get down, look like church growth coming, that happened. This happened and that happened. That can be frustrating. And, you know, recently I had a lot of people that, that are working in ministry that just say, you know what, I just... I don't think this. I don't think this for me. I don't think I can handle it. I think it's too much. It's overwhelming because I'm trying to do a certain task, and when I'm trying to do that certain task, and when I may have a Tuesday night meeting, everything together, and the next Tuesday night it fall apart. I got everybody, and, and so again, it is perfection. When I started pastoring this church, Amen. There was time that that church reached a peak, and time it went back down. It reached a peak. And went back down. It go. It, and the the hardest time, and I found this out, the planes crash either when they're going up, or most time when they're trying to go down. See, there's a place that you have to get up that you build, and once you get to that place, it's leveled out. Sometimes that ministry haven't leveled out. So whatever you're doing now, one day you're gonna look back at what God has blessed you with, and you're gonna say, "Thank God for per perfection," and thank God for where it's coming. I thought about it yesterday as I looked at what God is doing in this body and how God is blessing and saving people everywhere, and things are happening everywhere. But I thought about <clears throat> what struggle it was to get it up to a peak and how it was a fight and how it was a battle. That's in your career, that's in your job, that's in your spiritual life, that's in your marriage, that's in everything that you're doing. Don't give up on it because if you got some opposition, it means that you're actually going somewhere. There is no opposition going down. Going down, if, if, you, if you take a car and you're trying to go up a mountain, you have to push your gas to go up. But when you get ready to go down the hill, you ain't got to do nothing but turn the car on on neutral to go down by itself. So going down is easy. Going up is difficult. You got opposition going up. You got fights going up. You got battles going up. Don't think that you're going to get saved. Don't think you're going to enter in the ministry. Don't think you're going to enter into anything that comes to God or anything that's worth life, even in life, that ain't going to have a fight. These are the things that lead people frustration and lead people even to suicide because people have that that struggle in their mind look like ain't nothing ever going right for me the fact that things go wrong is the fact that you're pushing up somebody say hallelujah can you put your hand together and give god a praise and say hallelujah look at somebody and tell them i'm being perfected my god can you give god a praise and tell god thank you tell somebody i'm being perfected i have had seasoned saints who are fighting things, seasoned saints. 
that are fighting and going through oppositions and battles. Give me the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and 12. 4 and 12. 4 and 11. And he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting. Y'all see that? For the perfecting of the saints. Look at somebody and tell them, God ain't through with you. My God, can you open your mouth and say that like you mean to tell them, God is not through with you. Now praise God like you believe that, that this is not the end. Come on, praise God like you honestly believe that with all your heart. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him again. In fact, why don't you stand on your feet and give God praise and tell God thank you. He's not through with me yet. He's not through with me. He's perfecting me. Glory to God. For the perfecting of the saints. Amen. For the perfecting of the saints. <laughs> you know, uh, you go through different uh, phases spiritually. Sometimes uh, you feel like you are on top of the world. And then sometimes you feel like you're on the bottom. And I watch saints go through that. You go to church, man, and, and there's, there's, some, there's some good weeks. There's some good days. There's some good months. There's some time that things are going excellent. Nothing. And sometimes when things are going that way, when something hit us by, something hit us and it's going different, hit us by surprise, sometimes we forget when those things hit us that you're still on a perfecting stage. How can you do good one year and one person come and get you ticked off and you do something you ain't got no business doing and make you feel like your whole salvation is in vain? And the devil got the right people that know how to push the right buttons. How many of y'all know that? How many of y'all have experienced that? How about on a job? And you, and you done got it all together and you say, I done mastered it. How you doing since I'm doing good? I got it, I got it nailed down. But one thing, one thing, throw you off record. Somebody say hallelujah. And the devil will use that one thing to tell you, say, you know what? Just give up. It ain't worth it. You can't do it. Just, just turn back. It ain't worth it. All, of, all that you done put in, all the effort that you done put in. It can happen in the praying, men, praying women ministry. It can happen in the evangelistic ministry. It can happen in the choir. I watch the choir go through uh, spells. I watch praying women go through spells. I watch saints go through spells. Your life spiritually have seasons in it. And if you don't understand those seasons that's going on in your life, even spiritually, there are those times that, man, everything looks good, but there are those times that you experience a drought. Have you ever been through a drought in your life spiritually? There are those times that you, you experience a drought. I didn't understand what I, was going, what I was going through when I couldn't feel God, when I couldn't hear God. Looked like the, the touch of God was gone. Looked like the voice of God was gone. Have y'all ever been to those places in your life? Lift up your hands and say hallelujah. But this, that's when God says this. You, you don't have to do anything else but wait on the Lord. Wait. There's a place that your strength is gone and there's nothing other to do but wait on the Lord. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So all God wants you to do at that point is don't give up. 
just sit there and wait. There are times that you can do nothing. It's just, and God said, all I want you to do is wait and you will renew your strength. Just don't give up. Don't go back. Don't turn it loose. How many of y'all know if you stay consistent, amen, and just keep coming to the house of God, even if you don't feel nothing, even if you don't feel a breakthrough, somewhere one of those servants, there's going to be a breakthrough. Somewhere something's going to happen and you're going to renew your strength. Don't stop coming. So what the devil wants you to do is stop coming. But once you get in there, after a while, your joy will come back in one service. Your strength will come back. Amen. I don't realize sometimes it ain't nothing you can do. You know, sometimes we're, we're trying to, what can I do to get out of this rut? Sometimes it ain't nothing to do, but just wait. That scripture say, those that wait on the Lord. I waited patiently on the Lord. So sometimes there's a state that you, God said, just stand still. Just stand still. Ain't nothing else to do but just come. And then God will do his work. Somehow or another, he said, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew those their strength. What the devil wants you to do is just go back. Don't come to church. Don't stop praying. Sometimes you have to do what you're doing even when you don't feel no results. You have to keep, and, 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 and we like sometimes immediate results. We like to have something happen then. Right then, we want to feel that our prayer is working then. When I go down to pray, I want to feel like well, I done prayed and God done done something right then. We even pray right now. But sometimes you pray and nothing happens when you get through praying. You don't feel nothing. Now don't y'all like, like you, you, every time you get down there, you pray and you feel it. Sometimes I have got down there altar and prayed and don't feel no better when I get up. Don't feel nothing. Have y'all ever been there? And fasted and didn't feel nothing. Because sometimes God said, I just want you to wait. I just want you to trust me. I'm going to renew your strength. But then after that, I come to one service. After that drop and one message is preached and one word is said. And my joy come back. And my smile come back. And my praise come back. Amen. What the devil is trying to do is frustrate you to the point that you just give up. Just turn loose. Just throw in the tower. Said I can't do this no more. I remember one time when Shafir was 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 struggling. I was with him, and I was doing everything I can. And boy, I guess he got mad with God. And the point that he was mad with, he had been seeking and praying for the Holy Ghost, and hadn't got the Holy Ghost. I mean, he'd been praying and praying and praying and crying out, and didn't get it. I mean, he was praying for some years, praying, and he was mad and. Him and Sister Sheffield was out there and she was trying to talk to him and encourage him. And Man, he took the Bible and threw the Bible up and said, forget this. Forget it. I can't do it no more. He was up there crying. First of all, I ran over and said, Lord, let me get this boy before you kill him. He got a Bible, throwing it up in the air. Forget this. I said, what's, what's wrong? He said, man, I've been, I've been going to this altar. I've been praying. Asking God for the Holy Ghost, they ain't giving the Holy Ghost. I don't know why he won't get part of it. That little attitude you got there, I don't think he gonna give it to you like that. He be just upset because he begging for it, asking for it, pleading for it, and God didn't give it to him. Just upset, praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. One day, when least expected, God gave him what he wanted. My God, when you praying for God to give you a spiritual, save your family. You're struggling with an unsaved loved one and you begging and then, then what frustrates you even the more 
is that you praying for not what was getting what was getting Sheffield, he over there begging for the Holy Ghost, look like he wasn't getting and people coming straight off the street and getting the Holy Ghost, laying a hand, they speaking in tongues. That's really what made it bad. Somebody came in, got the Holy Ghost, and laid in there smoking tough. Man, he looked over there, oh my God. What I've been waiting all this time. He gave it to them. Didn't give it to me. Frustrated. Amen. Frustrated. I must be talking to somebody else, huh? All right, that's something y'all been talking about, huh? See there? He'll give it to you. He give it on his own time. He was sitting there, he was upset, he was mad. Brother Bam was over there, hey amen. He he got a, he in in another country now. <laughs> Brother Bam waited how many years? Two years. Two, how long you saw for the Holy Ghost? How many? Ten years. Ten years, I said, yeah, ten years. Now, so, so over there, so I hope it ain't that long. That's all right, sis. Yeah, give it to you. She, she, she hold her head down now. It's all right. He ain't gonna take that long. Ten years seeking, searching. Ten years. Amen. Didn't get it, but he had to keep coming consistently. Everything you pray for, that God don't automatically answer it right then. You see, listen, we are, many of us. Uh, used to God doing things and I answer and, and when we want it. There's a woman that waited on God 12 years. Sometimes God gives us the time period that these people waited. A woman with the issue of blood. Why do you think God named those things out? woman with the issue of blood, 12 years. Uh, man sitting at the pool. He was waiting a long time. The man that they laid daily at the gate, he kept coming. You look at Bishop Brookshaw, how long he waited for God to do something for his wife. And sometimes you're praying for things and we get frustrated because God ain't doing it then. God ain't doing it right then. But God doesn't always do it right then. And that's what frustrates us because we want God to do it now. Deliver me now. Take this battle for me now. Take this fight for me now. Do you know God gave a prophecy to Abraham and told Abraham it will be 400 years before his seed get out of that place? God don't do things always quick the next day and, and until God do that I got to learn how to have some patience that's why you can't just have faith in God you have to have patience because sometimes God don't do it that day God don't do it the next day somebody say hallelujah and there are people in here that are praying for things that you've asked God to do and look like God hasn't done it you've been praying for God to save your family you've been praying for God to deliver you from that battle in your mind and that battle in your flesh but listen you just wait on the Lord don't go back on God you trust God can somebody Somebody say hallelujah. Put your hand together and give God praise and say thank you Jesus. There's a process. That, that thing that you've been praying for, that thing spiritual that you've been praying for, hallelujah, God is going to do it. Somebody say hallelujah. Grab somebody by the hand and look them in the eye and tell them I don't know what your struggle is. I don't know what your battle is, but God is going to fix it. Hallelujah. Tell them God is going to deliver you. God is going to give you the victory. Don't backslide. Don't give up on God. Somebody say hallelujah. Don't turn around. Somebody say hallelujah. I'm, I'm talking about your spiritual life too. I'm talking about that thing that you're struggling with that habit. If you wait on God, God will give you strength to overcome that thing. If you wait on God, God will give you victory that will no longer be a struggle in your life. Can you say hallelujah? Can you say hallelujah? Amen. Look at this. I want you to get with me the book of Proverbs 24 and 16. Proverbs 24 and 16. Hallelujah. Can you tell God thank you? 24 and 16. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to lift your hands up and tell God thank you. 
right now, I tell you what I want you to do. Can you stand to your feet and just praise God for whatever you're dealing with, whatever it is that's going on in your life right now? Come on, everybody in this building. I want you to praise him. I want you to praise him. Amen. Get your mind out of that weight and praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, all over the building. All over the building. All over the building. Praise God. Hallelujah. And get in your mind, I am going to make it. Hallelujah. Get in your mind. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Come on, lift them up. Hallelujah. All over the building. Glory. Every struggling saint, every saint, amen, that the enemy has had you on the tight. Why don't you praise him and give him glory? Every person in this church that the devil is telling you to give up on the ministry that God has given you. Why don't you give him praises and say thank you? Glory to God. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to do what God's got for me. I'm going to make it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 24th chapter of Proverbs. The 16th verse. Hallelujah. You're going to get yourself together. Hallelujah. Yes, you are. You're going to get yourself together. Amen. You're going to overcome this thing. Hallelujah. Amen. You're going to overcome your struggle. Hallelujah. God going to help you to perfect what you're dealing with. You're going to overcome that attitude. You're going to overcome that addiction. Somebody say hallelujah. You're going to make it. Hallelujah. How many of you saints uh, have a testimony that when you came in the church, you had something that was a battle for you, a struggle for you, but you kept on and God gave you the victory over that thing. God gave you the power over that thing. Can somebody praise God? And listen, you ain't always been where you are. God gave you some victory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you ever looked back and see where you've grown? How many of y'all have ever looked back and see where you've grown? How some things that affect that you don't affect you like they used to affect you? Have you ever looked at that and see? Sometimes it takes a growth. Sometimes, you know, I, I, when you look at yourself now, some of y'all done grown. You never saw you never saw your growth. You just know you arrived there. Amen. You, 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 you was here, and the next day you were there. Amen. And you didn't even get a chance to watch your growth, but there's a growing process going. Growth sometimes is real slow. I want you to know that you've grown, and you think about the thing that you've grown out of. Some of y'all came in there smoking reefer. Some of y'all came in there smoking cigarettes. Some of y'all came in there drinking. Amen. Some of y'all had addictions. Hallelujah. Some of y'all was on dope. Amen. If you look at where y'all now, some of y'all ain't touched dope in 10 years, in 20 years. Some of y'all was clubbers. You can't tell me that ain't been some growth in your life. Ain't been some. Come on, somebody. Somebody say hallelujah. Can I get somebody to give God a praise and say hallelujah and say thank you Jesus. Amen. You ought to praise God that you're not where you used to be. You're not where you were. And somewhere inside of your spirit there is a growth that's taking place. And the devil don't want you to see that. He wants you to see that one mistake you made last month. Or that one mistake you made last week. Amen. Not realizing that it was a mistake. It was a failure. Or it was a fall. Not realizing you used to live that lifestyle. You used to live as a liar, live as a gambler, live as a whole mongrel. Now think about it. Now think about it. what the devil done. You done come into church and messed up with a blunt one time, but you used to smoke blunt every day. 
So you got to go back to the devil and tell the devil, listen, I done messed up, but I ain't going to give up my salvation because I remember when I was smoking one every day. I'm condemned and I feel bad that I done messed up, but I want to tell you something, devil. I ain't what I used to be because it was no mistake. That's what That was my lifestyle. That's what I used to do, but God did something to me. My God, don't you know right now that every one of you could get up right this minute and go back into the world and do whatever you want to do. You're grown. Ain't nobody got no gun over your head. If you want to go and get your man and move in, you could. If you want to go and get you some alcohol and drink it, if you want to go to the club all night long, you could do it because you're grown. But somehow I'm sitting here fighting the urges that's in my mind and the urges that's in my body. And I'm saying to the Lord, I'm going to try to hold on. That's enough to throw back in the devil's face and tell the devil, I don't have to live this way. I can go do what I want to do. But there's something in me that's saying I want to be saved. I want to make it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Who got a gun over your head? Who can whip you? You grown. You can do what you want to do. You can pick up that phone and call. You can go put on what you want to and wear where you want to and go where you want to. But something in me want to live saved. Something in me is fighting. Something in me is struggling. I don't have to be here on no Sunday night. I don't have to be here no Sunday morning. I don't have to be here on no Wednesday. But something in me just won't give up. Something in me just won't turn loose. Yes, it is a fight. Yes, it is a fight. Yes, there are some failures. Now, some of y'all ain't been in my office in 20 years and 30 years, but before that, you used to be there every other week. And God done blessing you done overcome. And there's some of you all that are, that are I, I watch people who are, who are fighting. Fighting, keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Sometimes you come in church and you're all spaced out. Because you're saying, God, I'm trying. I'm trying this stuff, Pastor Sam. I really am, Lord. I really am. I hear what he's saying. I, I hear him preaching with God, I'm fighting. That's all right. Look at Proverbs 24 and 16. What I want you to do is get up. Get up. Get up. Don't make it a snare. Get up. Get back up. Somebody say hallelujah. 24, 16, for a just man falleth seven times and rise up again, but the wicked falleth into mischief. A just man will get up and he'll, he'll get right back up. I think one of the one of the issues that we have so many times is that when people fall from God and fall from the hand of God, they just feel like they're falling away. There's a fall down and there's a falling away. Thank God I ain't falling away. I ain't falling away. Devil, I may be fall, but I ain't falling backwards. Amen. I ain't falling backwards. I ain't falling away. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. See, the devil want to make you a backslider. He want to make you a backslide. He want to get you in this in his clutch and bring you out and bring you from the hand of God. Let me give you this. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah 18. Jeremiah 18. Hallelujah. God is in the making you over. And we're going to pray tonight. I'm going to take a few minutes. I want some prayer tonight. Hallelujah. Tell somebody God's going to make you over. Hallelujah. We're going to pray for that. God's going to make you over. And, and, and tonight, I want you to rejoice. 
I don't care what state of mind you're in, what place you are. Look at Jeremiah 18 and 1. Jeremiah 18 and 1. God took Jeremiah because sometimes, saints of God, we get in stages and we get in places. And our spiritual walk with God, that the devil will tell you, you ain't even saved. Tell you, you ain't saved. You done just, you, you, you done, if you were saved, you wouldn't be here. If you were saved, you wouldn't be there. Amen. A lot of young people fighting with that. A lot of young people. Especially our teenagers, man. They have, they have a different fight than we have. They have a different fight than, than we have. And many of them are trying, they're battling, they, they, they stay in the end, they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. Seem like they're inconsistent. They're in, they're out, they're saved, they're saved, they're back. And I watch that. I watch that. Some of them really, and they're young. They're back, out, back, out, in, out, in, out, in, out. I talked to one young man today, I was talking to him about that today. And that is that, is that fight, that's that struggle, that's that battle, that's that battle. And if you, watch, if you stick around the church long enough and you watch the church long enough, you'll see that kind of routine. I said before we see our children get, said that group right there, they'll be there and we got to get them. They'll be there till they get by 17 or 18. 17, 18, that world, 16, that world start pulling at them. That world start pulling them back. They get introduced to certain things out in that world and they having that, we having that tug of war, tug of war, tug of war. I've seen good folk like little old Quint that's on fire. For God, fired up, sang in the choir, working for God. You know what? It's very rare. It's very few, if we'll be honest. It's very few that survive that age group. We are. If you look at it, it's very few. You go back to these young people that were raised in the church in that age and see how many survive that moment, survive that time, survive that place in life. They get to that college age or right before that college age. I mean, they're dedicated because now they're struggling. They don't know how to recover themselves. And I found out sometimes the recovery ain't for them to do. The recovery is for us to do. Because you can get to a place in your life spiritually that you can't recover yourself. And you can't restore yourself. And sometimes we leave them all alone to restore their own self. But in the book of Galatians chapter 6 and 1, say, if a man which are taken and fall, ye which are spiritual, restore. So the church not only have to look out for our own self, but man, we got to get in our spirit to help restore somebody else back in the spirit of meekness. Consider ourselves. Can you lift your hands and say hallelujah? Look at this in Jeremiah chapter 18 and 1. Jeremiah 18 and 1. And then we're going up in praises in this building tonight. We're going up in praises. We're going up in glorifying God. All right. 18 and 1. Look what it says. Uh-huh. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and I will cause thee to hear my word. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred, marred in the, in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make it. Uh, Cheryl, look up that word for me, marred. It was a, 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 the vessel was marred. Sister Maxine, I want you to see this. It was marred in the potter's hands. The Pope marred in the potter's hand. All right. What does that word marred mean? Amen. What it means. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, mean, I want y'all to see what this means. Marred. Like, is it M-A-R-R-E-D? 
disfigure, impair the appearance of? Is to dis- disfigured, impaired. Boy, that thing blessed me. In the potter's hand, messed up, disfigured, broken. It was out of shape. And he say, so he made it what? He made, again, another vessel. So you know what that means? <laughs> I like this. That means God got some people that are in his hand that ain't perfected yet. This was in his hand. Marred, messed up. Why? Because you're in the process. You're messed up, you're marred, but you're in the process. So don't look at that person that may seem that they haven't made it yet. They haven't arrived yet. Because some of you right now in the hand of God and God said he's molding you, he's shaping you to be that woman of God that he wants you to be or that man of God that he wants you to be. Can somebody say hallelujah? Somebody say hallelujah. Tell somebody God ain't through with me. Tell them God ain't through with me. My God, and this is what I want you to do tonight. I don't want you to praise God for where you are. I want you to think of every prophecy that's been spoken on your life every word that's been given to you about what God is doing for you, about where God is taking for you, and everything that you have in your spirit about what God is going to do in your life. And I want you to praise him for it right now all over this building. Amen. We're going, we going up in praise. Glory to God. I want you to, everybody in the building, I want you to pull back some of them prophecies that was going back from a long time ago and give God a praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're making out of it. Thank you for what you're getting ready. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Give God praises. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to come out of your seats and we're coming to this altar, everybody. Hallelujah. It's Shabbahaya. Come on to the altar. Move this table here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Everybody come up front. Something is going to happen. Everybody come up front. Got everybody in the whole building. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we're going to have a different kind of praise here tonight. Not just a normal praise. Hallelujah. We're going to praise God for your perfection. We're going to praise God for what God is going to do in your life. Every prop. Come on and look closer. Everything that God has spoken to you. Hallelujah. And every spirit of backsliding, every spirit that tells you you can't make it, every spirit that, my God, we rebuke it tonight in the name of you. Everybody in this building, just praise God for what God is going to do with you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes, Everything the devil's been messing with your mind about. Everything the devil's been telling you. Give God praises. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Can you put your hand together and praise God? Put your hand together and praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Look at somebody dead in the eye and tell them, I don't care what the devil's been telling you. Amen. I don't care how much the devil's been fighting you. I don't care how frustrated you are. You're going to make it. Hallelujah. Just shout out. You're going to make it. Hallelujah. And whatever snare you're in, whatever fight you're going through, if it's in your mind, if it's in your body, if it's in your spirit, you coming out of it. Give God the praises. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at that person telling me, you ain't got to feel it. Just believe it. My God, sometimes you don't feel it. You ain't got to feel it. Just believe 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 what has been spoken. Just believe what God has said. Glory to God. You know, you know what got me back on the airplane? Let me tell you what got me back on the airplane. You know, I wasn't flying. You know what got me back on the airplane? God simply spoke to me. First of all, he told me, now I'm God and I can take care of you on the, the top or the bottom. But God said to me, he said, now you know all them prophets have been spoken by you. Do you think they're false? Now all these prophecies that have not been fulfilled, you think you're going to die on a plane and this prophecy ain't been fulfilled? Listen, every now and then you ought to think about what God said to you, what God spoke to you. Glory to God. My God. Hallelujah. 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 You can't die until that thing is fulfilled. My God, somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, Shabaha. My God, somebody ought to praise God. Somebody ought to praise God. And everything that you're going through in your life, every imperfection, every state that you're at. I look back and I can look at some of the things I went through and some of the battles I went through. I look at Bishop Brookshaw, some of the battles. Look how God fulfills every one of his promises. He fulfills every one of his promises. And, and you may go through, listen to this, listen to this. You may go through some of the worst things that you have going through in your life. And at the, at the point in your life, it may not look like it makes any sense at all. But I declare to you, that there's a word on your life. There's a word that's been spoken on your life. Don't worry about your right now. Don't worry about where you are right now. Don't worry about where you are in life right now. There is a word from God that has to come to pass on you. Somebody say hallelujah. You may be frustrated now. You may feel like hallelujah. But there's a word on your life. You are going to have to reach the destiny that God has for you. Praise God for that word that's been spoken. Praise God. I'm confident that God ain't bring you out the world to let you go down, girl. God got work for you. God got work for you. He didn't deliver you to let you go down. You got a testimony. And God ain't gonna let the devil destroy your testimony. My God, God ain't gonna let the devil. I don't care what that fight is. Glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. You ought to praise God tonight. Yes, shabba, bah, 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 bah. 